0: Hello and welcome back to the Stuck in Between podcast. My name is Romy,
1: and I'm Sandon. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we kick off season three of Stuck in Between and unpack our experiences moving out, given some recent personal milestones.
0: We also chat about our goals and vision for Stuck In Between for the year and reflect on our summer break.
1: Now on to the episode.
0: Sendon, this is our first full episode of the year and it's been so long since we last did this. Like the last time we recorded together Mm. was in December.
1: This is the least we've seen or spoken to each other over a six-week span in the last two years.
0: Yeah, true. We should catch up. And we haven't caught up.
1: After this. Yes, But quickly... I saw a reel on Instagram which said, you know, when you catch up with someone that you haven't seen in ages yep. and you start the conversation with, hey, how's it going or how you've been, mm-hmm. it sometimes like it's hard to know how to share everything that's been going on. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you so get the standard responses to that, right? Exactly,
1: right? You never know how to break the ice. Yeah, yeah. So the way this guy suggested that you can start that conversation mm-hmm. is to ask for a rose, a thorn and a bud since the last time you saw this person. Right. So a rose is something good that's happened. A thorn is something bad. And a bud is something that you're looking forward to.
0: Okay. Is that how you've actually started conversations now with people that you haven't seen in a while? Every person
1: I've tried it with has led to like a really good conversation. Interesting. Because I think you jump from surface level tiptoeing around it into more Mm. of a hardy conversation. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, what's your... Rose, Thorn and Bud, Mm. since the last time I saw you in person and we recorded an episode almost two months ago.
0: Yeah. So the rose, I would say, is probably going to Fiji. Mm -hmm. That was a really great thing that happened somewhat recently. The motherland of your Um, fiancé? Yes, exactly. And also it was nice to get away and travel and meet some new people who I haven't met before. Yeah. What was
1: that experience like going to the motherland of your partner with your partner for the first yeah, time. Yeah,
0: it was great because I feel like I would – so for for people who don't know my – partner Adrian's Fijian Indian and the really special thing was it was like a family reunion they were doing and they brought me along to that so that was really nice that I was able to like join them for that we couldn't really go everywhere in Fiji because there was like some political unrest happening there so I couldn't go to where he was born and like mm. those types of locations but I'm gonna go back but one it would day anyway cool so sure Oh absolutely it was amazing it was so nice especially meeting Adrian's grandparents yeah. I think that was very special. Because he doesn't
1: go back often does he?
0: So they actually Go back like every two years or so. Oh, okay, so, it's not um, so like way more me often. Me going back to Sri Lanka me.
1: now would be like this spiritual experience or no like going no, back exactly. to my land that I've been to in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah,
0: literally, like even me going back has been very infrequent in comparison to how right, okay. regularly Adrian okay. usually goes. Oh, it's obviously just lockdown that has prolonged when they last went, but otherwise they do try to catch up, which is really nice. So that was a really good experience.
1: Cool. Um your thorn?
0: My thorn, honestly, like in the last two months, nothing bad has actually happened, knock on wood. I'm grateful that I can say that. I almost got into an accident today. Maybe that can be my thorn. I mean, if that's Um, almost getting
1: into an accident, it's the worst thing that's happened to you in two months. Yeah, but I was telling
0: you when I came and saw you today that this guy like almost merged into my lane without doing a shoulder check and I very well have could have gotten into an accident. Like it was the closest I've gotten but to again, getting into an accident in a But again, that's the worst thing that has time.
1: happened to you in two months. Yeah,
0: I'm very grateful. I'm stoked for you. Yeah, absolutely. Even just me having to think about what the worst thing was, I think is a great thing. Um, and, the bud, and the bud...
1: What are you looking forward to?
0: Yes. So Adrian and I are currently renovating our place at the moment. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. It could also be like a semi-thorn because it's not super stressful, but it's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I try not to like stress about it because it should be this happy, positive thing that I'm doing. So I'm trying to keep my mind frame very positive. But obviously it is a lot of work and it's pretty much taking up all of our weekends and after work and all of that. But it's like a new chapter and it's exciting. So I would say that is my part.
1: I could always picture you and Adrian as a couple from the block. <laughs> I feel like it would be really entertaining seeing you guys on the block. So Maybe. that's what, in my head, you guys are yeah, doing interviews yeah, every few hours. Yeah, like, so well, we Rene did this today. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Maybe we should get my sister or someone to just like interview us. Yeah. How about you? What are your rose thorn bud, in okay. that order?
1: So we were actually meant to do this episode when I first moved out of my family home more than a year ago. Yeah. And I know we'll get into this in a bit, mm-hmm. but my rose would be finally moving into my new place officially as of a week ago. Mm-hmm. My old landlord was coming back to the country, so we had to get out and mm-hmm. the Sydney rental market is just chaos right now. So mm. finding this gem uh, for a really good price and yeah, yeah. getting to live with my two best friends is pretty So amazing.
0: Cool. What a dream. Yeah. Literally, Mm.
1: we have like a mad view and there's Mm -hmm. lots of natural light and a nice breeze. And Mm. I think we brought more of our personality to this place than the last one. So it feels a bit more like home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd say that's my rose. Mm -hmm. My thorn. So in the first week of Jan, I went to Queensland with the mates that I live with. Yeah. And on one of the days we did a trip to Hamilton Island. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing about the three of us is that we're all like plan ahead sort of guys. Mm -hmm. And the forecast said that it was going to rain. So naturally we packed umbrellas. And anyways, we finished a really nice day. You know, we went swimming and kayaking and the weather held up, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. But as we got off the boat coming back to the mainland, it started to rain. And as most people would do, we pulled out our umbrellas. And this white Aussie dude kind of waddles up to us and is like, Afraid of a bit of water, are you? And we're okay. just like, uh, this guy's probably just trying to banter a bit. So we're kind of like awkwardly laughing it off. Mm-hmm. And he gets really close and starts really having a go at us. Being like, oh, you know, put that away. You're embarrassing yourselves. You know, water what? never hurt anyone. What country are you people from? <gasps> Do they not have rain there? And then he starts dropping F-bombs and C-bombs. What? Yeah. And so I said, dude, you know, we're from Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in his head... He yeah. thought that I said that because we think we're some like city slickers who are like better than yeah better than him right. And then he went on this spiel about how he's a dairy farmer. What I think in his head he thought that we were like recently migrated, yeah. and then when he realised that we were Aussies, yeah. Um, so he just
0: pivoted his insults from racism to then saying something towards being yeah. Considered? It was just
1: like a really weird way to end a otherwise wow. good day, and we're all kind of shaken like...
0: shaken up. Like li- how did you feel after? I mean, yeah, we definitely
1: were because we're super fortunate that stuff like this doesn't happen super regularly for most of us, right? Yeah. But one of the guys pointed out that, you know, it really sucks that it still happens and that there are people in Australia who still feel this way. Yeah. But when people in our parents' generation migrated, mm. they would have faced all this stuff on the daily, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think the other thing that came to mind is that we were able to stand our ground because... We can speak English confidently and mm. we have a bit more Aussie sounding accents. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if he targeted someone who was from overseas or mm. more recently migrated. yeah. You know, imagine you could, if you, you only were imagine, imagine, recently migrated, yeah. right?
0: Like what a terrible start to he your life in Australia. He would have perceived that
1: language barrier or maybe yeah. like a broken English or an accent yeah. as a... Weakness, yeah, and then who knows what he would have done or said. Oh my gosh, after that.
0: that's horrible. He was very
1: drunk, and I'm sure that contributed to that. Yeah, It's also sad literally. that like no one around raised their voices, right? Or said so anything. people
0: overheard, think yeah, people overheard. Like yeah, there for were people sure. standing for close sure. enough to you. We all got you? off the boat
1: at the same time, right. right? And we're all walking through the car park, yeah, 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 to get to wherever we were going. Yeah, so that that's was uh, horrible.
0: Thorn. Hang on, wait, did that like ruin the trip for you guys? It ruined?
1: I think it ruined the vibe for the night because. Yeah. We went out and everyone was like a little bit off. Yeah. But then from there, enough. I think we just kind of tried to shake it on the chin and tried to make light of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it became kind of like a running joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: horrible, though. I mean, just because it happens less frequently doesn't mean no. It doesn't mean that no, it's, it's okay, okay and that you shouldn't be shaken up by it. That's horrible. I cannot believe that happened.
1: The more confronting thing is like the more micro perspective of you know yeah, there's yeah, still yeah. people yeah who that are like way. this
0: yeah. Um. Oh my god. But anyway.
1: Uh, but something I'm looking forward to is probably a good segue to what we wanted to talk about before we dive into the crux of the episode. Mm-hmm. And that is the future of Stuck in Between. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for two years now mm-hmm. and I think we need to change things up in some way. Yeah, We feel like we're at a bit of a inflection point and this could go a variety of different ways, but there are changes that I think are inevitably coming. Yeah. We're not exactly sure... What that will look like, mm. or when, or how? Exactly. But there's some changes coming, and we just wanted to, I guess, put that on your radar.
0: Exactly. Now it could
1: be venturing into new formats, or mm. having a different podcast schedule, yep. or leaning more on collaborating with other talents, mm. or even just having like a little bit of a new look. Yeah. Or you know, one of a million other things. But I'm really looking forward to riding this wave and seeing where things go, yeah. wherever that may be. Because for me, stuck in between isn't going anywhere. Yeah might just look a little different mm-hmm. and there's a few opportunities that come up recently that we're so excited about yeah. that we can't get into too much and I don't yeah. want to get my hopes up just Sorry in to case. be those
0: people that <laughs> are like sorry we can't really reveal too much but here's a little. <laughs>
1: I know but but if it works out I think it's going to be yeah, absolutely incredible mm. but again I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Just yeah in case.
0: yeah a lot of things are like up in the air at the moment and so we can't say too much but I think I'm excited for whatever's to come because I think it'll fill both of our cups as well and like help with what we each need. Because I think, you know, I've alluded to it before with like feeling burnt out and so on, but um, we're just looking at like what my role with Suck In Between would look like and things might change a little bit. I still want some sort of involvement in some way because I do love podcasting. But again, with all of this stuff that we're fleshing out at the moment, it'll hopefully give us a bit more direction so we can come back and let you guys know (laughs) about how we're moving forward. Yeah, but I think the main
1: thing is that Suck In Between will continue on in some shape or form. It might just look a little different.
0: Exactly, in some way. <laughs> Watch this space. Uh, but in saying that though, let's get into the main thing that we want to talk about today in this episode, which is obviously moving out and us as uh, South Asians actually taking that step to move out. You did this like a year and a half ago. So you'll have to dig back a little bit into your memory. But yeah. did you feel like you came across the same challenges that a lot of other brown kids do when moving out? Like for example parents being hesitant or not being able to have that conversation
1: yeah I think for me I really lucked out because I don't think I faced the typical challenges mm. most South Asian kids would face when floating the idea of moving out yeah don't get me wrong there were definitely hesitations but mm. nowhere near as much as what stricter South Asian parents yeah. would have <laughs> some even for kids heading closer to their 30s right mm. I mean when you compare it to like a white family yeah, yeah, yeah. where, you know, it's normal for them to move out when they're 18, yeah. 19.
0: It's like a natural next step, I feel. Yeah. Whereas it isn't for us for some it's very uncommon. Reason. So yeah. I'm keen
1: to unpack that in a little bit. Yep. But yeah, I was definitely lucky. And I think also because my parents had to leave their homes because of the circumstances in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. But then they chose to move from India to the US before they got married to do their higher education. Mm. So when I floated the idea to them, it wasn't something that was completely foreign per se. Yeah. And I think they were a bit more understanding because of their history. Yeah.
0: But how long did it take for you to have to plant the seeds and then eventually move out?
1: Yeah. So I think I played it well because yeah. I planted the seed super early okay. rather than being like,
0: Bye. this is something <laughs> I'm going to
1: do and I'm leaving next week. Yeah. Um, my original plan was to move out when I was 26. Okay. So like I said, I planted the seeds super early. Like, hey guys... I'm thinking about doing this in the next little while, just putting it on your radar. And then yes. every little while, I'd subtly hint at it again, just to remind them. How
0: was that first reaction when you I said that? I think
1: because when I brought it up, it was still a little while away. Uh, I think they kind of brushed it off. Okay. But because I planted the seed so early and I would remind them of it, when the idea did become a bit more serious, mm. I think they were a bit more prepared. Right. So the goal was to move out at 26. -hmm. So, after the 2020 lockdown, I went for a few inspections with a friend of mine. Yeah. But then the second COVID lockdown happened. So, it was on the back burner for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, my family kind of forgot or thought I got over that phase. Oh, okay. But when things settled down, I started the process again and then left in October of 2021.
0: Mm. Did they ever try to like talk you out of it almost to be like, why yeah. you have everything yeah, yeah, yeah. here? Yeah,
1: so my dad's attitude has always been, it's your life, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I think he's saying is like, as long as you're not doing anything that could damage your brain or hurt <laughs> someone else, then do whatever you want. Yeah. My mom understood the step that I needed to take,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I think she had more reservations. Mm. I think she used hesitations about, you know, finances and mm. having less time and having to do more chores. Yeah. As a mask to cover up kind of the emotional side. Mm. Because you know, she likes having us at home and she of and I course. are close, but talking through the reasons why I felt I needed to do this for my growth and my independence and finding myself. Mm. She like really got that.
0: Yeah, yeah. The yeah. person
1: in my house who was the most shocked that I was actually following through was my grandma. Oh. Her reaction was, are you seeing someone?
0: Wait, she thought you want to move out with a girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. Would she have been okay with that?
1: Not then. Maybe okay. now.
0: Oh. How funny. Yeah. I love that her mind went there. But you
1: know, I get it, right? Because in her generation, mm. you would only move out of home when you got married. Yeah. Right? So I get where her mind went. Yeah, yeah. But I think she kind of embodies and summarizes the general South Asian when kids want to move out on their own. Yeah. Because. She summarizes. There were a lot of whys. Yeah. Why are you doing it? It's It's just why. Like, why? (laughs) You have it easy at home. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave her the same explanation of, you know. Yeah. I want to grow. I want to be more independent. I want to find you myself. You are independent
0: but here. What do you mean? She
1: didn't get it. Yeah. And even now, I don't think she fully understands <laughs> the reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm explaining to you why I want to move out. Yeah. And she, like, cannot fathom that that's the reason. So she's guessing. So there's other, all these yeah. other things that she thinks I'm trying to hide. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think for her, it was also about, you know, you're not going to be around as much. Yeah. I don't know how much time I might have left with you, mm. which kind of fueled the insecurities on top of. Yeah it being something that culturally she's not used to either. Yeah. So, you know, I really get where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. But for me, now that I don't see her every day, when I do visit her once a week, we put in so much more effort to mm. actually spend time together Yeah, yeah. than we would have before. Because before I think it would have just been kind of quick chats in passing rather than yeah. a weekly sit down heart to heart, which I love. Yeah. But for her, she would rather... Quantity of time over quality.
0: Even now? Yeah. She would still say she'd rather the quantity? Oh, wow. I think the idea
1: that I'm home and she can see me every day means more to her.
0: Oh, wow. I would have thought that now she would have still preferred that. But I feel like that's a common sentiment of like firstly missing having them at home. Even if you don't spend quality time, it's like just knowing that they're there and that there is another presence in the house instead of being alone. Yeah, I feel like that whole like worry of being an empty nester is like really big. I, in like South Asian parents, from what mm. I've observed with like other thing, like though, even right? like, friends and stuff that I've got, they just don't know what to do with themselves sometimes when their kids have left because they've really dedicated their entire life it, to their children, is. which is like so fair. Like that's what they thought yeah. is best. But I think it's also really important to continue your own hobbies and nurture what you like to do yeah. and spend time together, like just the parents as well. And that's a
1: privilege that um, we have yeah. right? and that we will have. But that's not a privilege that they had exactly, because they were on survival mode, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So for them, their world was surviving yeah. and then putting their children in a position where they could succeed yeah. and don't have to struggle in yeah. the same way that they did. Exactly. So if they're not a part of that, yeah. then they're so lost.
0: Exactly, exactly. They feel like there's this hole now yeah. that nothing Which can is like fill. a really
1: sad thought. It is right? really
0: sad. It is really sad. And I have like a lot of friends encouraging their parents to be like, You guys should go do things together just because one of the biggest fears for when they move out is that guilt that Mm. they're leaving their parents and now their parents will have that like empty nester hole in their heart and in their home. Yeah. That like this kid is leaving there by moving out. It's very real. It's such a big burden to put onto yourself for wanting to take this great step in your life. But I feel like it's so common.
1: What, What I've come to realize since moving out is that you can still play that role without physically being there to play that role. Okay. Because you're removed from it, Mm. you get a different perspective. And because you have more space, I found that I'm more recharged to play that support role if needed. Right. And it takes time to adjust to that new reality. Yeah. But when they see what that looks like, then they start to kind right. of warm up what? to the idea. So
0: how so have you done that?
1: So I think it's the little things. Okay. Like calls to check up on everyone throughout the week.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. Because
1: we don't see each other as frequently. Yeah. We have more to catch up on when we do speak. Mm-hmm. I think visiting on a regular basis also helps mm. because it shows that you're putting in that effort. Yeah. And again, the quality of time is better, even though the quantity of time is less. Yeah. Um, even stuff like still contributing to decisions that affect the house is a good one. Oh, okay, um, okay. So you're
0: not like that doesn't concern me anymore. I don't need exactly, to respond. Yeah. You're still engaging with that. Yeah. Uh, so I think
1: you know, all those things kind of help with that guilt because right. you can play that role but still kind of do it within your boundaries and mm. the balance that makes sense to you.
0: Yeah, wow. I feel like this is very good advice for people that are listening. Do you feel like your parents have noticed that now too? Like, Yeah, I think the so. Whole, like- it's
1: weird. I feel like I see my parents more as friends now than parents.
0: Interesting.
1: I think because we have our own spaces, the relationship feels a bit different. Right. And we share more with each other now than I think we did before. Mm-hmm. So even something as small as sending each other articles or videos, we know the other person would be interested in mm-hmm. throughout the week to have those kind of touch points. And mm-hmm. I, I think we do actually put more effort to catch up and check in when we do connect. Yeah, yeah. I also think that living away from them, it's easier to see their flaws as people, just like you would with your friends. Oh. So seeing that side of them more clearly has also made me more patient and understanding of them than I was when we were living together as well.
0: And you can reflect on it. By being yeah, on the outside. Exa- yeah, away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Instead of being amongst it. That's exactly. so interesting. Would you say overall your relationship has improved though? Because I feel like that's the other big thing that you always hear, that it's like hard to take the step of moving out, but then after the fact, it actually improves sure. the relationship sure. they have with their family and their parents.
1: Yeah. yeah, and like in our example, we do things that we wouldn't put the effort to do when we were all living under the same roof. Mm. Like we would rarely sit together to chat and have a meal as a family. But now we actually go out of a way to organise to do that more.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't take it for granted because it's like, oh, yeah, this is an actual thing that you've planned out. And I feel like some parents, maybe I don't think yours were like this, but some parents are very like in your face all the time. Mm. So I feel like adult children feel like they need that space so that they can be independent and they can be adults and moving out is the step they need to do that yeah, so that their sure. parents aren't in their face all the time and then they have an improved relationship with them as well.
1: Yeah, I think I've been really lucky in that sense in that my parents haven't been as controlling as some other South Asian families have been.
0: Mm-hmm. They've
1: definitely had their moments in different ways. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like we're a perfect, happy family because yeah. we're definitely not. Mm. But in that regard in particular, I think I've been lucky in having that freedom to yeah, figure stuff yeah. out myself Yeah, because... For other people, they don't have that same luxury and it's taken a lot more for them to get their families to come around to the idea or, you know, they've done it and had to burn bridges in the process. And and it's also hard to see people in situations where they're struggling in the environment that they're in but not having the autonomy to actually leave.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even when you give the answer of like, I want independence. It's like what do you mean? Like yeah. what what do you mean by independence? Like you're already independent at home? Yeah. But it's not the same. It's just like really hard for people to grasp that idea sometimes as well. Whereas I feel like it is a that that gradual. I feel like it comes down to like the cultural values, right? South Asia and a lot of South Asian countries have like a collectivist environment. So people actually grew up in big joint families and like Mm. you know your grandparents lived at home with you and then in some families siblings stayed in the same place and their like wives moved into their house so like their cousins would live next door like it was very much like a together integrated family situation whereas in an individualistic society like in Australia people are a little bit more separate and there's like pros and cons of both right like it's not good to be just separated from everyone all the time like you obviously do need the human interaction and to feel that sense of community and family but I think that's why like a lot of South Asian parents find it hard to grapple with the idea of their kid wanting to move out because it's so different to what they're used to in their own life yeah and they feel like they've almost done something wrong when you want to move out whereas like a lot of the time it's nothing to do with the parents and everything to do with the kid just wanting to do this for themselves because obviously like we've got the, the Australian influence as well and we see this as a positive part of western culture that we want to adopt yeah. in our I own mean,
1: life yeah it's it's hard to like generalize yeah we're talking about all of this of course, because yeah. there are some situations which are very toxic absolutely to be in. Yeah, yeah yeah so the reason why they might want to leave yeah, is, is very different, different to someone yeah. who's in a different situation so it's yeah. hard to kind of put a blanket statement and yeah. every situation is different but just speaking in generalizations yeah. i think it does come down to the collective versus individualistic mm. values which mm. the east and west kind of clash with yeah like you said in the east because it's a collectivism mindset we're all in this together right mm. so if someone says hey i'm going to leave to do my own thing mm. the response to that is going to be very different yeah it's like a reflection on mm. what's wrong with the current situation yeah. what have we done wrong what with have we done here, here to drive what is wrong you with away? you yeah. yeah and i think that difference flows through all the topics we've yeah. spoken about on stuck in between yeah you know from careers to mental health, relationships, whatever. I feel like if you had to summarise in a sentence the stuck in between experience, Mm. I think it would be navigating the differences with that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. And I think that's what, as you said, like doesn't just seep into the moving out, but also with, you know people wanting to be very involved in one another's life and know what's going on and that sort of thing too. But I think with moving out in particular, and us talking about kids wanting their independence, I think that's why, like, a lot of yeah. parents don't get it. But I'm, I wonder what it's like in other... Sure. Because it's not just South Asians as well that are collectivists. Sure. Like, the rest of Asia, but then there's also, like, certain European communities or, like, African communities where it's also similar. It would actually be really interesting to see how, like those parents reacted because yeah. i know a lot about how like asian and you know south asia those types of parents like responded and it was always like someone is questioning <laughs> yeah. why why do you want but, to do you it?" you
1: know to some of the arguments as to why that hesitation exists mm. i completely understand yeah and can empathize yeah with, but there I are agree. some examples which i just can't get behind
0: yeah, I agree with you because things like the practical side of like, oh, you you'll be spending money, and then you you won't have enough time because you'll be like doing groceries and chores and stuff. Like all of that makes sense. Oh, but but even on a, on a higher level, yeah.
1: that hesitation that we spoke about before of like yeah. being a migrant and being in survival mode mm. and investing in so much in your children to make sure that they don't struggle in the same ways. Yeah those kids to kind of leave the nest mm-hmm. and feel, leave that void, I can completely yeah, understand. Yeah. Well, sorry, I can't completely understand because I've never been in the shoes, empathize. but I can empathise yeah. with the anxiety and yeah. uncertainty that would bring them it. Yeah,
0: that. that makes a lot of sense.
1: So I know, Rumi, you're moving out in the next few months as well. Mm-hmm. If I was to give you like a cheat sheet of what to expect, yes. I'd say that the personal growth that comes with taking that leap is priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were a lot of things that I personally took for granted living in a South Asian household Yeah, that were sort of taken care of for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your relationship with your family improves yep. because you have your space, mm. you can set your boundaries yep. and when you put in the effort to catch up, it's a bit more of a deeper interaction. Like I would right. say that my brother and I are probably closer than ever mm. since I have moved out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But on the flip side, moving out, I think you need to be prepared for it to take a big hit on your free time and money. Mm-hmm. And for me at least, I think it magnified some things that I needed to work on internally internally so that's been a bit more I guess of the confronting side of the journey okay there's pros and cons with everything Mm. it's all about balancing that Mm. but the net effect I think is overall positive
0: yeah right and even the challenges that come with it hopefully will become positive things eventually like for example you figuring out what else you need to work on about yourself is a challenge but then later you know could end up becoming fruitful for you once you do start to work on those things. Yeah. If that makes any sense.
1: I mean, it's been great for my confidence mm-hmm. and finding myself and learning, I would say.
0: Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think the other thing, you mentioned your brother, right? Yeah. Like for people that have siblings that they will be leaving behind. Yeah. I feel like that's another layer of like you're leaving the other person behind yeah. and now they will be the only person child yeah. at home and it's like a lot yeah. for them no, as it's well. it's a conversation
1: we had yeah before I moved out
0: oh okay just to, with your brother yeah yeah
1: um, because you know like many families sometimes the children have to take on some baggage mm. so I wanted to check that he'd be comfortable with me leaving before I committed to anything okay his thought was like if one of us can get out get out <laughs> sort of thing <laughs>
0: Take one for the, you can take one for the team. No,
1: no. He was more like, you know, if you're in a position to do it and you're ready, then you should go for it. I
0: love that. Yeah. Great brother. And,
1: you know, I reminded him that I'm not going anywhere, right? I'm just a phone Mm, call away. Of course. Yeah. I'm always there if I'm needed and I try and Mm. check in as much as I can. So I think that's like another example of when they see what the new reality looks like Mm -hmm. and that... You know, in my case, I didn't let anything slip in terms of our relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
1: more happy and comfortable. I guess.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because they probably imagine maybe you'll become less close and you'll be distant, and they won't see much of you. But because you've made an effort to maintain that, that's right. They realize it wasn't as bad as what they probably thought it was going to yeah, be like. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. I feel like that's something that everyone can yeah. take on board. And the think other thing about,
1: with. I mean, the other thing about being in a South Asian household is that whenever you visit, you always leave with food.
0: Of course. Do they like pack up heaps of food for you where you they pretty much got like a week's worth?
1: No, not a week's worth. <laughs> if if anything, it'll be like maybe two. Two meals.
0: Okay. Yep. Not two weeks. Sorry, I saw your face. Two weeks.
1: (laughs) No, no, it'll be like if anything, it'll be like two meals. But it's now become a rare thing where I get that because I've asked. Not because to. Yeah. I don't want to be reliant. Yeah, on that. yeah, yeah, of yeah. course.
0: Because then you could get lazy. And when you go visit on a Sunday, you're like, oh, I'll have food for Monday right. that That's my right. parents give me. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah. And I guess for you, you obviously mentioned that you're renovating. And I know that you've got a little bit of a timeline on when you'll be moving out yourself. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that change in your life?
0: Yeah, I think. Um, because
1: you're like super close to your family. And I don't think the environment in itself is pushing you out necessarily. No,
0: not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very grateful to be able to say that as well. Like I'm conscious that that's not everyone's reality. But yeah, I have a great relationship with my family. We're very close. But I feel like I'm semi off the hook from the typical questioning because like, I'm moving out with my fiance. Mm. So well, that's another kind of it worms. is. It is moving out with a that before we get married. We'll get there in a second. But I think because it wasn't like me being like, "Oh, I'm gonna go live on my own. I'm gonna go rent an apartment or something like that." I feel like if I went down that path, like yeah. prior to doing all of this, there would be a bit more hesitation. Although my parents are like. Pretty progressive and understanding with things, I think I would have gotten the why do you want to do that at this point? Like, I think eventually they would have been okay with it and just accepted that this is what I want to do, but it wouldn't have come easy. They wouldn't have just been like, oh, cool, have fun. They would have been like, why? You waste money. You know, we have given you a comfortable environment here. You are independent at home, which is true. Like, I do my own chores and all of that. So it's like, you already have that independence. Yeah. And Like, what are you missing? Yeah, exactly. Like, what more would you have wanted to do? And the other thing would have been, like, you're eventually going to do it anyway, i.e., like, you know, once I'm married and stuff. So maybe just wait till then. Like, I feel like maybe I would have gotten that line of questioning, but I wouldn't know for sure because I never had to do it. So I think... I'm in a different category, I suppose, because I'm moving out to like a place that my partner and I were fortunate enough to buy and like we're renovating it and all of that stuff. And I'm getting married next year. So I've kind of planted the seeds as, you know, I don't want too much to happen at once Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be like, getting married and also moving out, you know, people literally go to their new house like that evening or soon after their wedding happens. And that's just like too many things for me to process at once. Um, Too much emotions. And that's why I've made the decision to do this now. And also like from a financial perspective, (laughs) weddings are very expensive. Mm. So we wanted to like furnish and have a sofa to sit on before we went and spent all of this money on a wedding. So I think because I'm like a very practical and logical person, I've also been communicating that side of it. And like, you can't argue with that, Mm. right? So I think that's also why it's been a little bit easier to do. The flip of it is I will be moving in with my partner before we get married. And it's funny because I know like some people who did that, but like, not tell their parents <laughs> that they're living with their partner. Yep. But I wanted to, obviously, like, I didn't want to lie about that. So if your
1: parents were like, hey, you can do it, but we wouldn't be comfortable with yeah. you doing it, would yeah. you still go through
0: it? I think I would want to understand, like, why they're not comfortable with it. Yeah. And talk them through why all yeah. these things are okay. I think because I think your it's parents, like my parents, that and
1: you can rationalise with them yeah. and have that conversation. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of other South Asian parents who would think more along the lines of what will other people think? Yeah, yeah, Or like yeah, yeah. think that it's scandalous because of how things worked historically.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, but I also wouldn't have expected, you know, when you're growing up, you think that your parents are like, or at least I thought my parents were less progressive than they actually are. Or maybe they've come a long way from when I was younger. So me, like 15-year-old me, probably wouldn't have thought that my parents would let 28-year-old me move right. out with my partner before I got married. Right. But I think that's the bigger difference there. But if I did have parents who were like, no, like absolutely not, you're not doing this before you get married, I would have obeyed with that Mm. just because I'm not a rebellious person. I would have just been like, it is what it is. But thankfully I didn't come up against that, Mm. but I will still feel the guilt of moving out. Yeah. I think there'll always be that, right? I think you'll always
1: have that, but... Once you find the right balance yeah, and they see this new reality, it gets easier for everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I'll take on a lot of the advice that you were talking about, right, just before. I don't know if you intended it to be advice, but it was really useful. No, because but just, I'm glad it was. Yeah, because like even the guilt comes from leaving them... Behind or like not spending more time with them and stuff, but then intentionally making sure that I'm going and visiting yeah, and like spending in. that quality time. And like he said, I'm so close to them. I think the first day I move out, I'm going to be like, I want to go home. And we are literally, I don't even know what I'm complaining about. I we're mean, moving like ten minutes away. So like, we're going to be there all the time. You, you
1: your mom, and sister do yoga together
0: exactly. And so that was actually it's things like that. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was one of the reasons as well that I agreed to do that with them because I thought it's an excuse um, to meet See yeah we, we'll be seeing each other week. like once a week because of yoga and it's like a two-hour thing and we're doing something like productive together that we all like to do as mm. well so i think that's even a really great tip to have something doesn't even have to be like you're visiting them every week but doing an activity together yeah. on a recurring basis i think is also a good idea because it just bonds you as well and you yeah. have like things to talk about and things to do and i do have a younger sister. I will really miss just being around her all the time because like we're not the sisters where we're best yeah. friends. Cause I think I've always been like super protective and like but you really very close. much older sister, but we are close and we'll, you know, just go and like lie next to each other and just like talk about our lives or like talk about, you know, what's going on or like even just shop online together we share clothes and shoes, and we share everything. So I yeah. don't even know how I will physically move all my stuff because how I don't is that even not a know. Best friend? Yeah, she is, but as in, like, we wouldn't really share, you know, really personal yeah. things that are going on with each other. I think I would still tell my friends things that I wouldn't tell my sister, and I think it's a me problem because I've always been like I need to be protective and like set a good example, yeah. like but that like, sort of like thing. Like in every other regard. Um, yeah, yeah, we're really close. And so I don't even know how I would move my things because, like, it's our stuff. Mm. So I can just totally She's imagine me taking, like, half our clothes and then me looking for something and be like, uh, <laughs> "Abby, you've got, like, this dress that I want to wear and then us having to share things. But I think that'll be something else that bonds us as well. So it's good stuff to look forward to. That's
1: the thing, right? Like, it's going to be a big change, mm. but you figure it out. Yeah, I agree. You just have to take it one step at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll be calling you for some advice.
1: Anytime, anytime. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that being said, we also wanted to acknowledge that obviously everything that we shared in terms of our experiences and our advice is based on our circumstances. So we just wanted to call out that we completely appreciate that everyone's experiences are going to be different when it comes to this and everyone's going to have a different reason why they want to move out and everyone's going to have a different relationship with the people around them. So yeah, you know, by no means are we claiming to represent all South Asian experiences when it comes to this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What would be interesting is we'll put like a little question on our Instagram stories as to like, why you moved out and we'd love to hear from you to get some like insights to other people's experiences with moving out as well so follow us on stuck in between underscore podcast and we'll put that up
1: for sure well i think that was a really fun way to kick off season three of stuck in between Don't forget that you can still get your hands on the stuck in between drinking and conversation games through our Instagram and can catch up on all of our season two episodes if you haven't already. We have a stellar lineup of guests in the pipe and are currently running a mini series platforming local events in Australia. So there's lots to look forward to.
0: Absolutely. And we will update you with some of the updates that we alluded to at the beginning. So stay tuned. Yes, fingers crossed.
1: join us next time for a blast from the past as we catch up with a guest from season one of stuck in between to discuss buddhist teachings as well as a new venture
0: i wonder who that could be
1: <laughs> we'll catch you then
0: bye